Welcome to Reboot for Connection, the podcast dedicated to understanding connection at work. This is where we talk to leaders, communications professionals, and other subject matter experts about how organizations are now intentional about designing for connection in the workplace. Real connection to people, mission, and the work itself. We explore what can be achieved when this is approached as a strategic initiative. My name is Jürgen Abo, and this podcast is brought to you by ScreenCloud. Now, let's get into the good stuff. We get to speak with a lot of impressive folks in communications and leadership, but it's not every day we get to speak with someone quite like today's guest. He's been at it for a couple of decades now, doing comms inside global organizations, Fortune 500 companies, an American in Europe. Love that. Um, I'm so pleased to welcome uh, Chris Wade. Chris, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Jurgen. I'm, I'm uh, very excited to be here with you. Oh man, this is going to be so great. So you are the global head of internal communications at the ADECO Group, which is a massive organization. Can you give us just a high-level overview for the folks who don't know what that kind of work entails, uh, yes. what that really is about? Yeah, sure. Um, it's a big question, Jürgen. <laughs> um, so internal communications uh, um, at the ADECO Group, uh, the ADECO Group being a Fortune 500 company, um, you know, we have 35,000 employees in 60 countries, uh, you know, basically on every continent on the planet. Um, we don't have a presence in, in Africa, but outside of that, we're, we're pretty much everywhere. Um, is a very interesting job, right? Because you have, um, you know, as a global organization, and, and I've worked at the ADECO Group now, you know, for close to a year, but I've worked at other Fortune 500 companies. You know, there's always a certain inherent complexity because you're, you have people from all different regions, time zones, languages. Um, you know, oftentimes the companies weren't all grown organically. They were purchased and stuck together. So you might have technology challenges, um, you know, different cultural, you know, business cultural, different environments that need to be kind of fused together, especially after, you know, big mergers and acquisitions and the like. So, um, you know, internal communications, the job is really there to help management, right? It is a management support function, if you will, a strategic function, yes, but also support function to help management communicate what it is that a company is trying to achieve so that the employees in the business know where the business is going and how they can contribute, right? How do I help that strategy come to life? If I had to put it in a nutshell, that's what internal communications does. That's awesome. And I've heard you talk about it being the glue, internal comms is the glue inside of an organization. What do you really mean by that? Yeah, I mean, it's the glue, right? So, you know, um, internal communications is the part where we define the story of an organization, right? Is, is a little bit my, my philosophy around it. So, you know, I just talked about the company, right? That hopefully your company has a purpose, right? Not just strategic targets and dollars and cents it wants to achieve. And, and I think most companies understand that now, especially the successful ones, um, but they actually have a purpose, right? They want to achieve something which is beyond, uh, you know, the products that we make and the services and solutions we deliver. It's how do we contributing to society? How are we making the world a better place? How are we making the lives of people out there better in some form or fashion? And so if you have a purpose as an organization, that's a powerful tool to engage with your employees. And it is the glue, 
if you will, of the whole organization. A purpose is the glue that gets the whole organization together. But for people to understand that, it has to be communicated, right? That story has to be told. What is that purpose? Why is that purpose important? What is the living of that purpose look like? What is the impact that purpose has on, on the world? Um, and not just the world, but the colleagues, your customers, your partners, you know, um, uh, and, and wider society, right? So if, if the, the glue that we play is, you know, what is HR doing is one part, right? IT is doing something else. You might have different business lines or brands within your company. What are they doing? And for people in all different parts of the world, different parts of the organization that work in different areas to understand that common piece is where internal comms can play a role. We're the glue because we go out, we try to reach all of them through as many channels as possible uh, to tell that story to them. You know, and ultimately because if, if they understand the purpose and the purpose is engaging, right? It's something that gets them excited and fired up. Um, about because it, it inspires them to do better work, right? They like coming more to work because they feel like their work is meaningful, right? It's not just the company that has a purpose. That's also my purpose at the company. I'm, I'm having a positive impact on society. I mean, as an example, uh, one company I worked for, you know, DHL, we connect people improving their lives. That was the purpose. You could have theoretically had multiple companies with that same purpose, but what the company did is really instilled that purpose with life. So we told stories around how our and colleagues, the roles that they did were bringing products and services to employees, you know, that, that were helping their lives, right? Someone needed a passport, you know, gotten to them in one day so they could fly home for, you know, maybe a, an elderly person's, you know, last days before they pass away, right? We deliver that passport on time. They get to go home and see, you know, their father or mother you know, uh, for, of course, an unfortunate event, but a super important event in someone's life. You know, where I work now, making the future work for everyone, right? The ADECO Group, we are a company that helps with HR solutions. So that could be from helping people find work through uh, recruiting people. That is also a general staffing. So helping people find employment, helping customers who need temporary staffing find work. Right, we support them and we help people find gainful employment where otherwise they may not have. Um, and so there's also a story to tell there, right? How we're helping people get jobs um, that otherwise they may not have had. Maybe we're helping them upskill and reskill another key area of services that we offer. And then they get a better job and their career develops and they're able to better take care of their homes and, and their families. Um, and you know, ultimately, you know, our customers are happy because we're delivering really great people uh, to them to make their companies work better, right? And then our customers are coming back. And I'm going into a little bit of a, of a spiel now, but, you know, the long-term impact is if our customers are happy and they keep coming back and we're winning business and growing, that means we're also paying more taxes, right? Which is more better schools, and better roads, right? There, there is a cyclical element to this. So, you know, internal comms, engaging employees, helping them to understand what is their role for a company to live up to its purpose, and the strategic aims of that company to be successful. That empowers them to do their jobs better, perform better, hopefully. Company does better, customers are happier, you know, investors are happier, share price goes up, you know, you're paying more taxes, you're contributing to society. So that's kind of how I like to see it, the impact internal communications can have. That's yeah, brilliant. We talk a lot about connection, right? Connection to not only the people, but the purpose of the organization, connection to the work, seeing how the work connects back to the purpose, which you really talk, talked about there. That is, that is 
such an important part in ensuring both the happiness and the performance you want out of your teams, right? So I, I think that's, that's brilliant the way you articulated that. Um, one step further, perhaps, right? So purpose is a big one being talked about a lot these days. Uh, belonging is really having its moment as well, right? What is your personal take on your responsibility as an internal comms professional to ensure that people feel a sense of belonging at work? Hmm. Yeah, this comes a little bit back, you know, to what we were just talking about. So, you know, I think that belonging, on the one hand, the purpose supports that, right? If people identify with the purpose of a company, that, that builds belonging, that can build pride, right? You feel uh, a higher sense of pride for the company that you work. You're more willing to tell your friends and family about where you work because you feel like that company's doing something, you know, great that you're a part of. Um, and, you know, and so that also generates belonging, right? You feel like you belong to that company. But beyond that, and I think this is an important one, you know, I, when I talk about internal communications, really, well, for me personally, it's not about doing good internal comms. It's about driving culture. And what I like to do is drive a culture in an organization, you know, which again revolves around purpose ideally, but also helps drive the bottom line, right? I mean, I, as an internal communications person, I'm not going to customers, I'm not helping build solutions and services, I'm not generating any P&L, right? I'm not bringing in the dollars. So, you know, for me to bring a value to the organization is to help employees understand what the company want, what wants to do and needs to do and is striving to do and helping them understand how they can support that and help drive that, right? Empower them to understand what needs to be done and, and go out there and get it done because then again, they're driving great performance. So, you know, if you create a culture where people understand that, feel like they belong to this company, they understand what it's trying to do, right? Not just purpose, but also strategically. There's, you know, we have these goals. They are financial. They are operational. They could be around new innovative tools and products. Um, if people understand where we're going and they understand their role in it, and that doesn't matter if you're a receptionist, a, an accountant, or a country CEO, right? They all have their different roles to play, and they all need to understand to different degrees where the company is going you know, then you help them to deliver on that, right? And I think when people are successful, right, when, when they feel like they're contributing and they see the performance improving, that also creates belonging, right? That also is something great. That also helps build a positive culture, um, you know, that, that, you know, kind of feeds on itself because, you know, winning kind of builds winning, right? It's the same for a sports team, right? You see organizations that have a great culture and they continuously win, you know, the best player leaves, doesn't matter. Someone else comes in, the culture's strong, they continue to succeed. And other ones where everything's more around, you know, a particular person. And so in an organization, what you want to do is build a great culture. Um, you know, one of my favorite, favorite sayings is, uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Uh, you know, it's been attributed to, to Peter Drucker. Not has been, but it is a famous quote from Peter Drucker, you know, famous management guru. And, you know, in my experience, that has proven so true. Yeah. You know, you can have the greatest strategy on the planet, but if your culture isn't um, capable of taking that strategy, adapting it and executing on it, you're not going anywhere. But you could have the silliest strategy in the world. But if you have a great culture, people are going to make magic out of that and things are going to move. And so, you know, I think internal comms can help develop a culture, not on its own. It's not internal comms that does that, 
but we again can be the glue working with leadership right helping them to understand how do you engage with your employees working with hr right as they develop their engagement programs as they you know develop their leadership programs and the attributes that leaders need to be living and breathing and role modeling so that they lead their teams well and that also feeds into the culture that we want as an organization that people do feel like they belong to that people do understand that they are driving um you know performance through their uh uh, through the work that they do and that that, you know, contributes to society and the overall purpose of the organization. You know, that I think is powerful stuff. That's a way where internal comms can really can contribute and help a business uh, succeed. And, and then, you know, again, ultimately contribute to, to wider society. Yeah. One thing that I really appreciate about what you're saying there is that culture isn't just this nice, fun, we are, you know, so happy with this, right? Like culture in the context of business is also understanding what it is that we're actually trying to do. And so not shying away from the fact that this is tied to business performance, being honest about that, being clear about that, but being able to tell the compelling stories that makes that feel like it can connect, right? Um, cause so, so often at least, you know, me being more in startup land, right. So often we we think about culture as this, like, oh, you know, we have fun and it's the ping pong table and it, it's, it's not really about that. It's about winning and winning the right way and winning as a team. Right. Um, so I just really appreciate you, you sharing that perspective. Um, was wondering if maybe there are some examples, we don't have to name names, but certain kinds of initiatives and certain certain roles that could be helpful for folks to just get a sense of like, what is the work that gets done that really affects that? And maybe some of the long-term big things that you've had to, had to work on. Yeah. I mean, I think a big part, you know, I've, I've been at this now close to 20 years. And um, when I think back internal comms as a function, when I started was just really starting, right? I mean, Maybe it existed in the 80s and 90s in some form or fashion. I know companies had these print magazines and things like that, but it was really the advent of, of the internet and a lot of the technological tools that really allowed the internal comms function to grow because you obviously then you know, had this immediate impact and can, can communicate with this immediacy that you couldn't before. Before it was mostly a print magazine or a brochure or something like that. And that would take weeks and months to develop and you have to print and distribute uh, and obviously lots of cost and, and logistics behind that. So... You know, what I've seen over the last, you know, uh, 20 years is, is the role of internal comms really grow. Um, and, you know, the, 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 that development has allowed internal comms, not always, not everywhere. And I get to meet lots of fellow practitioners and colleagues, you know, who don't necessarily get to a place where you can be sitting at the table where the decisions are getting done. Right. You are. Uh, your voice is being heard on strategic decisions that an organization is making uh, because they realize if we're making a strategic decision, if we don't have our employees, and again, especially in these large organizations where you can't reach 35,000 people, even if you have the tools and technology, those things aren't always landing. People aren't always looking at their phones or their, you know, their intranets, right? You need to cascade across multiple channels. So if you want that whole organization to move, you need a strategic plan, you need those strategic channels and you need a strategic message to cascade that. So when the CEO says, we're going left up here, 
the whole rest, you know, of, of, if you will, the herd behind you also knows you're going left because you might take a left and if everyone else is still going straight, you're not going to get to where you want to go, right? So it's important that that communication function, you know, really functions and works at a scale on this size. And obviously the faster you can communicate, the faster you can take that turn. You know, we're, you know, you talk about being in a startup, you guys are a speedboat. We're like, we want to go left. Vroom, you're, you're taking a left, you're doing 360s and, you know, inside of a 50 square meter area, right? When we take a left, we're like a giant oil tanker, right? We take 18 miles to do a U-turn. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a very different approach, right? And so obviously the better your communications, and that goes towards leadership, engaging leadership so they understand the message and that they can also effectively communicate that messages to their own teams, right? And have that, you know, culture of a proper cascade where it's not Chinese whispers, that message is really getting down into the organization and where internal comms should be playing a critical role in helping those leaders to understand those things and, and handholding often. You really have to do that at our scale and size because those Chinese whispers things will happen, you know, um, purposefully sometimes and, and, and also, you know, unintentionally. So, you know, you really have to engage an organization around that and, and that's going to empower the organization to be more agile, swift, be able to, to, to do those turns and, and, you know, head in a certain direction. Having the ability to, um, you know, help an organization steer and change direction faster is where comms and leadership, right? Leadership is critical here too, but communications and internal comms specifically can play a super supportive facilitating role, right? And again, being that glue, helping everyone, every part of the organization get stick together and, and move, you know, as one entity. And, you know, coming back to your question of specific examples. So, um, and, and I'll give you a good one and a bad one, right? Uh, it's maybe the best way to go about this. So I was once part of an organization, we were doing a massive transformation. Um, quite significant. I mean, literally hundreds of millions of euros are being invested uh, into a transformation. And, um, you know, let me just get to the end of it. It failed. It failed dramatically. And there were multiple reasons uh, for that. But I think a core part of it was the, the lack of effective communication and engagement. So there was this kind of high level idea of we're going to do this transformation. And there was kind of almost like a, like a poster, we're doing this, we're doing that, right? And it was always just the same message, but it was never talked about why are we doing that? Well, how is this gonna positively impact your life? What is that gonna look like? How's that gonna benefit our customers? It was always this very almost consultant talk. You know, we're gonna go into the future with this brand new way of working uh, and it's gonna be fantastic. And it kind of stopped there engagement at lower levels never really happened. Now, there was multiple mistakes why it, why it really failed. Um, there were some mistakes made at leadership level around the communication. I think it was quite dramatic and there wasn't enough stakeholder engagement allowing the organization bottom up to be part of that process. A lot was happening at the top and then kind of fed down to do this instead of getting the people at the bottom to feel like they have ownership and driving that successfully. Um, and so it fails, right? And there was a leadership change uh, you know, they had to leave because, you know, the performance was really going uh, downward, right? And, you know, it, it was really, you know, an, I think classic example of what to do wrong in many senses. Then I was part of another organization where the company was completely unperforming and had been for years, actually. And finally, a new CEO came in, you know, he got, um, you know, really a bit of the 
and, and a lot of uh, free will to say, okay, fix this thing. You know, he was very successful where he'd been before. So there was a lot of trust uh, put into him and he did a lot of the right things. And uh, that, you know, he did and emphasized was the engagement of staff, the communications of the team. And when he would go out and talk, you know, about what this, you know, what we're going to do to fix this business now is that all of you are part of this journey. And when, and, and we all need to be contributing to it. Right? It's not just going to be me. It's not just going to be the leadership team. It's going to be all of you out there. And, um, you know, 50% of the success of this change, this transformation we want to do in this business, 50% of it is going to be about communication and engagement with the people. If we're not out there explaining to people the change that we want, culture we want to build, how we want to stop being a low performer and become a great performer and build pride around that, we will fail. And so, you know, he brought me on board <laughs> and the level of engagement we did, you know, starting at the very senior level, getting the right people in place, engaging with them, helping them be part of that story. So what we did is we went out and we did workshops with those leadership teams at country level and explained to them the strategy. We showed them what their performance is today and where we see the gaps, right? And, and then we let them, you know, sit down and think about, you know, what is it we need to change going forward? And we let them take that empowerment, right? So we did the work of analysis, you know, we, of what is, where are our gaps? Where do we need to fix the business? Then we looked at that country, you know, by country, business unit by business unit, sat down with the leadership teams in those spaces, and also, you know, allowed them to understand that and then come up with their own plan, validated that plan, and then helped them communicate that whole story, right? And, you know, this may not sound like internal communications, but in fact, I was a critical part of those workshops, right? Working with the strategy team, working with HR and internal comms, the three of us collectively as a team saying, hey, we're going to help each business unit, each country, you know, that has that P&O to understand how it needs to achieve success, right? Doing change leadership and change management workshops with them. How are you going to now start to communicate to your teams going forward? This is where we were as a business. This is our culture today. We're lethargic. You know, we're not excited. We're not fired up. How do you openly talk about those things with your teams in a way that gets them to, to understand where they are today and reflect upon what is it we need to change going forward, right? So we were training leadership on how to drive change management and how to communicate effectively to their teams. And then we gave them the communications tools to do that storytelling and go out and do roadshows and engage with their people with, you know, videos and, and not just PowerPoint presentations, but dialogue. We introduced gamification elements, right, where people, you know, could participate. We introduced a recognition program, a global one, you know, where people were automatically recognized and pointed out for the, the high performers, right? And all of a sudden the high performers who are doing a good job get recognized, other people start to emulate them. So we initiated all these different programs and changed communication and really helped leadership to, to do the communication cascade downwards, right? I mean, I can have the greatest videos and messaging and newsletter and internet in the world, and I'm never gonna get all you know, 28,000 people to look at that every day. So I need leaders to be ref reflecting the same messages that people see there. They need to be living the same values and talking about the same things and the same strategic objectives. So engaging leadership was a key part of it. Yes, I filled those channels with the best possible content that we could. Um, and, and then also, you know, allowing leadership to drive that change into the organization was super critical, uh, you know, to drive that success and that turnaround. Yeah, it's brilliant. What it brings up is really this idea of it's not about internal comms working as some sort of isolated thing that's just going to send some messages and then 
that's going to dramatically create these connections, right? It's about the partnerships inside that actually can come together and, and do this the right way. That's um, the glue. That's the glue, right? Hey, I have one final question for you. I know we're coming up on time. One final two-part question and feel free to just be brief. But I'd like to hear your recommendations, number one, for other internal comms pros that want to operate at the level that you operate on. And then also recommendations for leaders who want to get more out of their internal communications functions. Start in with, with what, whichever one you would prefer. Ooh, that's a big one, <laughs> Jürgen. Um, you know, gosh, I mean, I think number one, let me, let me you know, talk to my fellow practitioners first. Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask for a seat at the table. Now, that's a two-edged sword. If you're going to sit at the table, you better be ready to have those discussions and deliver. And, you know, my experience is, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough the last years of my career that, you know, I've delivered success. And so, you know, I've, you know, when I come in somewhere, you know, I'm able to set a little bit, if you will, demands, right? This is how I think internal comms should go and work. And, you know, if, if, if you want me to have a positive impact, you know, I think this is the way we need to be thinking about internal comms and how to drive it forward. But when I think back, you know, when I was in an organization and, and still, you know, uh, growing in my role and developing, um, you know, you have to, I think, on the one hand, be strategic. And I think you do that by aligning, you know, having a plan, have a ideally a strategic plan, but some type of plan. And that plan should be aligned to the business objectives of the company. So if your company wants to, I don't know, roll out a new solution, then your communication should be all around how are we going to roll out this new solution, right? So your, your messaging, uh, the, the, the way you talk about things, the, uh, you know, don't put in random news about all sorts of stuff. Make sure every news you send out, the, the number one topic is about that new solution. So be strategic in your planning. Don't wait for people to send you news. Reach out to the organization say, this is the news I want to communicate about. Tell me the stories you have in your part of the business. They're going to feed into what we're trying to achieve, right? I think that's super important. So have a plan, uh, have your the information you're pushing out be strategic uh, is, is a critical part of it, right? Because you're going to build credibility and, and you want to ideally do that measurably. Have data, look at your statistics, figure out ways to track the information that's going out there. Work with HR if you're doing engagement surveys in your business. Obviously, these are larger organizations, not smaller ones most likely. But look at the, the, the engagement surveys. What in there is related to good communications, people understanding the strategy, knowing how they can buy into it, right? Identify those markers and start to track them after you launch your communications plan if you see those markers going up, right? That's, that's a trackable, measurable thing. It's not 100% necessarily related to the work you're doing, but you are having an influence. And make yourself measurable by saying, look where it was there. This is what we're doing now. Look where it is today. Another thing is, is um, spend time with your leaders. Don't be afraid to get time with your leaders. Um, you know, obviously, you know, my experience and I'm a, a bit of a Fortune 500 animal. Um, these people are very busy, right? They have hundreds of millions and, you know, in my case, it's always billions and tens of billions of euros of responsibility. Uh, so they're busy. So you don't want to waste their time. Uh, so make sure when you spend time with them, have a plan. What is it you want to talk about? And, you know, talk about the things you want to do, how you think is going to help them, right? Not what is good internal comms. What is going to help them achieve the business objectives, right? And, you know, you can do that in two parts. You may not know what the answers are. Then in your first meeting, where I think you have a little bit of space maybe to just ask questions, 
ask them what are their biggest challenges. Tell me your three biggest challenges, CEO, head of strategy, head of HR. What are your three biggest challenges right now in the organization? We have low, uh, we have a high retention rate. Hmm, why is that? Have you looked at the data? It could be because people don't understand what is the, uh, the strategy of the company. So they want to go somewhere else where they do understand. They don't feel connected to the business. Hmm, I think I can help with that, right? I can help talk about the strategy of the business. So if you start to solve the problems of your leadership, of your stakeholders, if you start coming up with plans, whether you even achieve them or not, just the fact that you are coming to them and saying, hey, I listened to you last time. I have a plan. And it's addressing your three biggest challenges where communications can support. All of a sudden, you're already one step higher to the table. So, you know, that would be a big piece of advice, uh, I think, for, for my fellow practitioners. For leaders, leverage your internal communicators. I mean, they are an invaluable resource, right? They are often well-connected into the business. They have a sense of how people are feeling, right? If there's unease, restructurings going on, transformation, change, they often have a good sense of it and trust their instincts on what are the things you should be talking about to address those, right? Um, and, you know, uh, I don't want to, uh, you know, step on anyone's toes or, but if, if you feel like your practitioners aren't able to do that, then bring in the talent and the people who can, right? Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't always have always the talent that you need. So also don't be afraid, you know, if it's not working like you want, bring in better talent. Um, because, you know, if you get someone on, on board who can help you drive a strategic message and roll that out to an organization, it will help you drive performance. And, you know, I cited that one example. I have a couple others where I feel like and the recognition I got from leadership, from the CEO to even the board of directors, where the communication of, and, and the things that we did to engage the employee workforce, you know, helped drive the successful performance of the business. That's brilliant. I know you are probably just as busy as the CEOs you tend to work with. So I'm so grateful for all this time. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing and uh, just being so awesome to chat with Chris. Such a <laughs> Thank you. It's been a pleasure, Jurgen. I, I, uh, I'm going to be um, watching the, this reboot uh, a little bit. So uh, I'm glad I could be part of it. And I appreciate that uh, you thought of it. Oh, that's so, so great. Great to hear you say that. And a lot of people will get so much value out of this. Thanks again, Chris. Appreciate you. Okay. Talk to you soon. Cheers. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for listening. It's my sincere hope you found something you can apply towards greater connection in your work life. If so, an honest review would certainly be welcomed. Reboot for Connection is brought to you by ScreenCloud. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And we'd be honored if you subscribe to this one. You may also email us at reboot at screencloud.com with any reactions or ideas you might have for us. Hope to catch you again next time.